Hi everyone, this is Sam Stern with this week's episode of Forrester CX Cast, and I am joined by the newest analyst on our customer experience research team here at Forrester, senior analyst Jenny Wise. Hello, Jenny. Hello, Sam. And Jenny is not new to Forrester, I should point out. She has been an analyst with Forrester for three years, four for years? eight years. Eight years, wow. <laughs> I've been at Forrester for eight years. Okay. I've been an analyst for about five. Okay. And Jenny was with, most recently, with the B2C marketing team. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what you were writing about with the B2C marketing team that was maybe the prelude to you joining our team. On the B2C marketing team, I cover specifically mobile marketing. So that included everything from mobile websites to mobile apps to mobile messaging as well as mobile advertising. Uh, And how that was related to, and a teaser to what I'm doing on this team now, is that I focused on the customer and how the customer needed to engage with the brand through mobile in a way that would be effective and easy for them to understand. So it's like uh, actually make it something that the customer might actually want to consume even though it's advertising or uh, branded content and you might get their attention more. Yes, so for example, looking at mobile messaging, Mm -hmm. um, I focus on mobile engagement automation vendors who try to personalize the message as much as possible and think about the context and where the customer is so that it's relevant and hopefully enjoyable to them and not just uh, marketing spam. Okay, great. So we have lots of listeners interested in mobile experiences, you know, delivery of their services or content through mobile. Is there a report or reports of yours that our readers are are wondering what you've been doing all this research on all these years where you would point them to start? Yeah, so I have a lot of reports. I guess the most interesting ones would be marketing for the mobile mind shift. Mm, Because what that does is it dove into how consumers engage on mobile devices, what they're doing on mobile devices and what their expectations are from brands. Right, So they want that message to be relevant to them and personalized and contextually yep. aware. And so then as a company, how do you craft a strategy that provides value to that customer in that mobile moment? So that's one interesting report. Another report that's interesting that was a little less mobile specific but comes out of mobile is that mobile begins to enable all of these other emerging touch points and tactics. If we're thinking about Internet of Things and conversational interfaces and bots. So I wrote a piece of research called The Rise of Intelligent Agents, which is looking at things such as Google Now and Amazon Alexa and the Echo devices and looking at how those change ecosystems through which customers interact with brands and looking at how that will evolve the relationships that companies have with customers. That's great. And Alexa, I think, is a good example of where you're going beyond, when you talk about mobile, I'm thinking about my my phone, but you're talking about other devices and and it's at the center of this new ecosystem. Yeah, it definitely started with mobile when that was new and emerging (laughs) when I started being an analyst about five years ago. Uh, But now we think about mobile as the mobile customer Mm -hmm. and how mobile is the connection point between all of these other ecosystems. Yeah, well, and, you know, and we've talked about this in some of our other podcast episodes, but it's such a powerful bridge between, you you think about the web experience and the physical experience and, you know, you leave behind your computer and go into the store and mobile just completely obliterates that division, right? Because you walk right into the store with your phone with the mobile app for that retailer potentially open, but also their competitors or Amazon, right? Who is everybody's competitor these days. So 
that's what you've been working on. Uh, we compressed five years into four minutes. <laughs> what brings you to the customer experience team? What are you excited about and what are you planning to focus on with your research? Yeah, so I always had an interest in that customer experience, which is why my research tend to right. look at the customer point of view uh, of brand interactions. And so on the side, uh, I was actually taking courses and ultimately got a master's degree in human factors and information design. High five to Bentley alum. Hello Bentley alum. Go Bentley. <laughs> and so I actually spoke with you before getting that That's degree. Right. So That's thank right. you for, sure. for helping me get on this path. This <laughs> is um, turning into an infomercial for Bentley's HFID <laughs> program. But uh, hey, we're just too happy, satisfied <laughs> alum here. Yes. Yeah. What I focused on there was really the research and design aspects mm, yep. of human factors and information design. And so now, that I had the opportunity to join this team sort of combines both of those worlds, right? How are customers and people and users now engaging with companies and information through these emerging interfaces? And how do you have to think about the effect of what's new about these interfaces when you're crafting that interaction? No, that's, I mean, it's great. It's almost expanding your toolkit to, you know, yeah. solve that customer first problem before it was, all right, be customer centric and how you think about uh, mobile content and delivering advertising through mobile and all of that, but now yeah. it's how would you create interactions that really take human factors into account uh, in these right. emerging technologies? So what what is a you know potential report title that we'll see from you in the next? Oh, I don't want to put too much time pressure on you, but the next couple of months, <laughs> next few months uh, yeah. coming now that you're uh, officially a member of our team. I'll be tackling a few topics. Most immediately, I will be sort of exploring interaction design. That's a foundational component yep. of all sort of UX practices. Yep. Um, but it isn't something that I think people return to the foundations as much as they could when they sort of hear the hype about all these new technologies and merging interfaces. Yeah, so talk about that because, you know, as you're sort of alluding to there, right, interaction design has been around yeah. for a while. So it applies now because people maybe are losing that sort of discipline with the, as the new, all these new technologies are coming in. Is that why you're sort of returning to it? Yeah, so I think it is just one that's helpful to reference mm. when exploring these new technologies. Okay. And what I mean by that is because you know, there is that framework that you have, which is that there was a user who input something into the system and then there's an output, yep. right? And before, and sort of where we are now as a practice is that's relatively established when you think about how that looks on a website, yep. right? We're beginning to understand how that looks on a mobile app, but what about in Amazon Alexa interaction, yeah. right? Or if you're only using your voice right. when you're working with the Echo device yeah. or if you are in a VR environment, yeah. right? How do you still take that framework and apply it to you know unpack all of the new challenges that this applies uh, and make sure that it's going to be an effective useful experience yeah is anyone doing that particularly well today would you say so <laughs> so good question um, part of the reason I'm looking at this is because I've spoken with a lot of marketers and companies who are beginning to trial these types of technologies yep. Um, specifically, if we're looking at that intelligent agent landscape, such as crafting, you know, Google Now cards on Google or an Alexa experience, and we see that there are some who are not doing it yeah. as effectively. Right. Right. You don't understand as the user what are the possible options and the questions that you can ask. Do you have to say a specific word or term for it to return right. the answer that you want? Right. Um, some companies that are doing it really well are the likes of Lark. Now they are an app that essentially can help supplement or replicate a nurse 
for people mm. with chronic illnesses, uh, specifically diabetes. Okay. And so they are a messaging app where Lark takes on a very human form to help encourage you and keep you on track. And why are they an example of what's good is because they worked with a variety of psychologists mm -hmm. and people and nurses to understand what that interaction actually needs to be like so that it felt personal. Their initial iterations were as the user, you would ask to see how you're doing, you would get a dashboard with some stats, and that's sort of all that you got. Now they changed it so that they'll give you the dashboard, but they'll also give you encouragement right. and you know check in if they know that you just took a flight and you've landed to make sure that you have water to remain healthy. Right? And so it's pulling really, that flight data from everything that Google or Amazon yeah. or all these companies know about you, right? Yeah, they are hyper plugged in to yeah. the user so that they're able to offer that personalized experience, but also in a way that does feel very human. So it's kind of like a digital home health aid in a way, or is it more like a digital life coach kind of yeah, between the two? Yeah, I would say two? a digital life coach. Okay. Yeah, and because they also aren't plugged into the entire home and ecosystem there, they are plugged into the medical devices that that specific user has, which hmm. is tracking, um, yeah. you know, have they adhered to their medicine, what is their weight on their connected scale, yeah. and using their location to see sort of where they're going. Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. That is sort of getting at the elements of healthcare that maybe are the least uh, monetizable for companies, but are maybe the most yeah. impactful to um, health, right? The, the, you know, complying yeah. with medications and, and doing some of the healthy behaviors that you know you're supposed to do, but you are, yeah. are uh, struggling to remember to Yeah, do. absolutely. Great, okay, so that's a really good example of a company that's maybe applying these lessons well, and you talked about some of the things they did to get to that level of interaction that was relevant for their users. Any other examples that stand out, or do you want to call out one bad example? Is there anyone who is worth calling out? Yeah, I'll call out this example. Some people may have heard of it, and I'll explain why they're an example, because yep, sure. I support testing and learning in these new environments. Yep. But the example is 1-800-Flowers, okay. right, who created a chatbot through Facebook Messenger where you can order flowers. But to do so, what you have to do is follow a series of prompts mm -hmm. that they give you. Right, so what is the event? What is the date? Who are you sending them to? And then you can answer with whatever your answer is to complete the order. But let's say that I actually want to change the date, right? I got that wrong, or I want to go back and change something. I can't do that. Right. Whereas in a real sort of conversational interface with a human, you know, I can go back and yeah. I can change that. Right. And the All other right. person holds a memory of what we've talked about before, or you know, the other information right. I had in that order, which One Eight Hundred Flowers isn't doing through that interface. Right. So essentially, what they've done is taken information architecture on a website, right, yes. or a form right. fill, right. and right. put it in right. a chat interface, but it's not truly conversational. No, that's a great point. It sounds more like a, shoot, I need to start this form over again. I hit refresh on my browser and clear yeah. it out, or you know, start the search over again if I need different dates on the flight, yeah. rather than, oh, I told you that one detail, that one thing was wrong. I need to send them yeah. to her office, not to her home, or whatever it is, right? It's even more like that clearing the search, as you said, because in the form, I can just go back and change it. Right. Here, I have to restart over, even though I can look up Right. You know, two oh, messages yeah. ago and yeah. see that I gave them all this information, but that they can no longer apply it. I think that's a really interesting example of, as you said, you're not opposed to test and learn, but maybe, uh, you know, test and learn a little bit more privately before you're pushing yeah. it out through Facebook Messenger to anyone who might, uh, might experience it and see it yeah. because you've created then a clunky experience that is bad for your brand, bad for your image, right? right? Yeah, because they created that experience 
the whole reason why hopefully you're creating experiences is to make it easier for the right. user to do something. Right. Uh, and in doing that experience, it potentially made it even harder. Right. right. And then I'm stuck in the cycle and then I end up having to go online on my computer to fill it out. So I end up more frustrated than I would have. Right. Well, and uh, you're unlikely to continue to, you know, thrash away at trying to complete that interaction with 1-800-Flowers, if yeah. honest, in this example. Yeah. All right. Well, 1-800-Flowers, uh, sorry for picking on you, <laughs> but that's a good example of but how... But congratulations on <laughs> testing and learning. Yes, right. You're <laughs> so testing and learning. That's good. Good. Well, thank you, Jenny, for joining us on this special episode of CXCast from a writing room rather than our studio. Listeners, we will point you to a few of the links to Jenny's past research, and soon enough, you will see some of those reports from her new perch in the customer experience team come out so we'll keep you posted on that as well so thank you and we'll talk to you all again soon bye thanks for listening remember your customer's perception is your customer experience reality